this morning as I was driving into this place, I was praying. And I was praying for our, our gathering this morning. I was praying that as we sang songs, that it would not just be vertically, but it would also be horizontally. And as we were singing that last song, it is well, my heart was stirred. <laughs> what, oh, just to hear everyone singing together has, is just incredible. Absolutely incredible. And to sing something so deep, regardless of what's going on in our lives. It is well, it is well with my soul. What an incredible verse, chorus, to, to call out to one another, to encourage one another. Hey brothers, hey sisters, it is well with my soul, but also the vertical aspect of that, communicating, calling out to God, God, it's, it's well, it's well. Jesus has taken all of our sin. It is well with my soul, regardless of what's going on, what, regardless of how 2022 ended, regardless of how 2023 has begun, it is well, it is well with my soul. Ah, greatly encouraged this morning. Thank you for singing. Thank you for worshiping the Lord through song. As many of you know, and as we were saying, as people were coming in, Happy New Year. Today is the first day of 2023. And for many people, maybe many sitting in here and many around our nation at least, um, each year, many of us at the beginning, right, that, that first day of the year, we set goals and resolutions. That's just what we do. For, for you, for, for me, for us, it may be less eating and more working out. Maybe we put on a few extra LBs over the past month and now need to cut them. Maybe, and this came up a lot around the dinner table at um, our Christmas celebration, uh, Chrissy asked the question, what do you want to do less of this year and more of this year? And this one came up a lot, less scrolling aimlessly on our phones and more reading good books. Less TV and more outside activities. More family time, more this, less of that. All of us can relate to these grand ideas and goals that we set for ourselves. But after a few days, a week, maybe we make it a month. We fail miserably. <laughs> we look back and we're like, oh, whoops, I ate one too many Taco Bells. Right? Over, over the next two weeks, we're, we are going to set some goals for ourselves. For our, for our church, we want to, before we start our study through the book of Philippians, which we're going to begin on, on January 15th, before we start there, we're going to set two goals for ourselves individually and corporately. Two goals. And the reason we're going to do this is because it really is a good thing to do at the beginning of the year to recalibrate around what you're about. To, to kind of think through, how can I glorify God? How can I live a life on mission in 2023? It's a good time to start anew. Our vision at King's Church, y'all have heard us say this, we're going to continue to say this, is to multiply disciples, leaders, and churches for King Jesus. From, from the individual sitting in the pew to this corporate gathering, we want to multiply this. We want to see more and more people sent 
We want to see more and more churches planted. Next week, Risen Church, who, have, who, who many of their members have been with us over the past year, they're going to start gathering in Concord. At, I mean, they're, they're going to start gathering and start reaching that community with the gospel. So we want to see this. We want to see a multiplication of disciples, leaders, and churches. And the way we do this, our mission is to equip disciples who enjoy Christ and evangelize the lost. Man, we want to see great joy in our lives because Jesus gives us great joy. And then we want to tell people about him. We want to share that with our neighbors, our friends, our family. We want to share the the life change that Christ has brought about. And in order for us to accomplish this vision, God's given us all we need. So today, January 1, and next Sunday, January 8th, we're going to look at two, two of those means of grace. Two of those disciplines that he's given us. Two of those habits that God has so graciously given us. The, we're we're going to look at prayer and the word. Over the next two weeks, we're, we're going to look at being devoted to prayer and being devoted to the word. We desire to be a church centered on the word of God and fully dependent on God through prayer. We're going we're gonna to look at prayer this morning and really how we can, we can be devoted to a lifestyle of prayer in 2023, individually and corporately. I'm also this morning, I'm going to share some dreams for 2023 that our pastors and our staff discussed and have prayed over. We, we truly believe that nothing happens, nothing will happen apart from pleading with the Lord for him to move in our midst, for him to move in this community, for him to move in this city. We want to be on our knees. We want to plead with him, oh God, would you move? Oh God, would you bring about an incredible awakening of people? Prayer, that's where we're going today. Prayer is a clear sign that we are walking in dependence upon God. The early church, as, as the church is gathered in, in Acts 2, we see them devoted to several things, but two of the main things we see them devoted to is to the apostles' teaching, so the word, and prayer. Our text this morning is short. It's Romans 12, 12 where Paul exhorts the church in Rome to be devoted to prayer. So that's our big idea this morning, be devoted to prayer. I'm going to read a few more verses in Romans 12, just so we can have some context. And then our main verse is going to be Romans 12, that last command in Romans 12. So let me read Romans 12, 1 and 2, and then I'm going to pick up in verse 9 and read through verse 12. This is what the Apostle Paul says to this church. I appeal to you, therefore, brothers, by the mercies of God, to present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, which is your spiritual worship. Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind, that by testing you may discern what is the will of God, what is good and acceptable and perfect. And then verse 9, skip down. Let love be genuine. Abhor what is evil, hold fast to what is good. 
love one another with brotherly affection. Outdo one another in showing honor. Do not be slothful in zeal. Be fervent in spirit. Serve the Lord. And then verse 12, listen to what he says. Rejoice in hope. Be patient in tribulation. And be constant in prayer. Let me pray. Our Father, we give you praise. We thank you for another year of life. A new year where, yes, we, we set goals. We resolve to do certain things. God, may we, may we set our eyes on Christ. May we gaze upon him this year. May we be able to look back a year from now and say, oh, I delight in Jesus so much more. God, would you increase our joy? Would you increase, would you increase our love for you, our love for one another? Pray all this in Christ's name. Amen. The final piece there of verse 12, that final command. Yes, Paul does give us three commands. That final says, be constant in prayer. Be constant in prayer. This, this word can mean be faithful or be devoted. So what does it mean to be devoted to prayer? As, as you know, our experience tells, prayer doesn't just happen naturally. Right? We, we don't grow in prayer naturally it takes work maybe and there are times in life when we're going through hard situations where maybe we'll turn to prayer but in the normalcy of life in in that day-to-day we do not overflow in prayer unless we've made it a pattern or priority in our life if we're if we're to be marked by prayer we have to deliberately and consciously set our minds and hearts to it, right? We've got to work on it. We've got to, we've got to think on it. We've got to be devoted to be constant. We've got to be faithful in prayer. In Romans, so, so you see, we, we jumped into to chapter 12. There's 11 chapters before this. In Romans 1 through 11, just to set the context, Paul has written a theological treatise. I mean, just, uh, in, I mean, incredible doctrine, incredible theology from chapter 1 to chapter 11, where he has, he has really gone into the depth of who God is, into the depth of who we are. He's shown our need for salvation. He's shown our need for Jesus and how Jesus meets every need we have. And then in chapter 12, there's a bit of a transition from 12 to 16. In chapter 12, verse 1, I appeal to you, therefore, brothers. Right? He's saying, in light of everything I've said, I appeal to you now by the mercies of God. Present your bodies as a living sacrifice. He exhorts them to be living sacrifices. He wants them to be holy and acceptable to God. That's his desire. His desire is for them not to be conformed to this world. Don't be conformed, Christian. Don't be conformed, church. This world is enticing. This world can get its talons in you and drag you away. He says, do not be conformed. And the way to combat that is to be transformed by the renewal of your mind. Be transformed. And then for the next few chapters, he's going to talk about what this looks like in the believer's life. What does it mean to be transformed by the renewal of your mind? So we are, we're taking a, just a, a short command out of verse 12 
in, in really a, a whole stream of, of commands in chapter 12. But taking that one that says, be constant in prayer. The ESV, which is, is what we preach from here, he does say, be constant in prayer. This word constant can also be translated faithful or be devoted. All three of these words are similar, but I, I truly believe that this word devoted has a, has a stronger connotation. Devoted, devoted means to be dedicated in the sense not only of designation and appointment, but listen to this, but in action in the appointed task. It means doing something. It means pressing on in it, right? So I really, I really like all three of these words together, right? Be devoted means to continue, be constant, be faithful in prayer. So it begs the question, am I, are you devoted to prayer? Are you devoted to prayer? Are we as a church devoted to prayer? The normal Christian life in the scriptures, the normal Christian life in the scriptures seems to be one that's marked by devotion to prayer. This word devoted here in verse 12 of, of Romans 12, it's found 10 times in our New Testament. 10 times. And five of those uses are applied to prayer. They're applied to prayer. Be devoted to prayer. In Acts 1.14, you'll see them up on the screen. In Acts 1.14, this is when Jesus has ascended and the, the disciples are awaiting the, the outpouring of the Spirit. And it says in that upper room, these all with one mind were continually devoting themselves to prayer. Acts 2.42, which I've already mentioned, this is, this is when the church is starting to gather. It says they were continually devoting themselves to the apostles' teaching and to fellowship and to breaking of bread and to prayer. Acts 6.4, the apostles say, but we will devote ourselves to prayer and to the ministry of the word. Colossians 4.2, Paul speaking to the church in Colossae, devote yourselves to prayer, keeping alert in it with an attitude of thanksgiving. This is why we can say with confidence, the early church, the church in Colossae, they devoted themselves to prayer. This should be a mark of the normal Christian life. This is a means of grace that God has given us. Be devoted to prayer. So how are you doing? How are you doing? How'd you do in 2022? Were you compelled to pray? Were you walking by faith, being devoted and constant in prayer? As we begin this new year, I want to challenge us to be devoted to prayer. And I think one of the ways we can do this, and next week we're going we're gonna, to, Caleb, who's, in, who's, in, who's with Megan right now, He's going to bring the word next week, and he's going to talk about being devoted to the word. And we're really, we're answering these two questions next week and this week. So why do we pray? Why do we study the word? And how do we pray? How do we study the word? So this, I'm hoping this is super practical, right? Hoping it's super practical. Yes, it's a little different than what we normally do, walking verse by verse through the scriptures. But we want to be a people centered on the word of God and walking in dependence in prayer. So we're going to answer these questions this morning. Why do we pray? The, the obvious answer is that the Bible commands us to pray. 
right? We are told to pray. Jesus says in Matthew 6, and when you pray, right? There's an expectation that we are praying. And when you pray, pray like this. Ephesians 6, Paul is about to close his letter to the church in Ephesus. And he tells us, praying at all times, praying at all times. First Thessalonians 5, towards the end of that letter, Paul tells us, pray without ceasing. This is normal in the Christian life. It's expected in the Christian life. So how are we doing? How are you doing this individually? What are your regular rhythms of prayer? Are you setting aside time in the morning? Are you setting aside time at meals? Are you setting aside time with your family? Are you praying in the evenings? What about corporately? What are our rhythms corporately? This is one of the things that that our pastors talked about. Caleb brought this up. He said, man, I want us to be a church marked by prayer. Right? We want what we do here together to overflow into our lives throughout the week. So one of the regular rhythms we're going to do this year is the first Sunday of every month, we're going to gather together over lunch and we're going to pray. We're going to spend time in prayer. Because it's good for us to pray together. It's good for us to hear one another pray. You don't need to hear me pray all the time. You need to hear one another pray. To hear our hearts. To hear our cries to the Lord. Yes, we're going to continue to pray in our services. We want to have more times of corporate prayer. We, we want to continue to meet for lunch and pray. We encourage you the 17th of every month corporately to set aside time to pray and fast. We're going to continue to do that. In our small groups, we're going to split up and we're going to have times of prayer. In our discipleship groups, we're going to pray. We want to pray together. We want to be marked by prayer. The Bible commands us to pray. Why pray? Our needs are great. Our needs are great. If you're honest with yourself, your needs are great. (laughs) There's two areas that our needs are great. One is our sin. Our needs are great because our sin is great. The Bible is very clear. All have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. Our sin separates us from a holy God. We are a desperate people who need a good God to redeem us. This morning, this may be new to you. Our sin is great. I've sinned and fallen short of of the glory of God. I'm desperate to be redeemed. Yeah. The Bible says none is righteous, no, not one. What we sang about earlier and what we're going to sing about after this sermon is that in Christ, you can be redeemed. In Christ, you can be made right with this God that you're separated from. Because this Jesus came to earth lived a perfect life. He was sinless, without sin. And he took our sin, he took our shame, he took our death on the cross. And three days later, he was raised from the dead, showing that everything he said was true. Everything he accomplished was true. And if you'll, as as Romans 10 says, if you'll, Confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, then you will be saved. The offer is free. 
the offer is to you. Your sin is great, but our God is so much greater. He can redeem you this morning. I invite you to to call out to God to save you. If you are still dead in your sin, you can trust in God. Believers here, our sin is still great. Our sin is still great. Paul, Paul gives us a glimpse into his desperation in Romans 7. Paul says, the, the things I want to do, I, I don't do. And the things I don't want to do, I do. There, there's a war within me. There's a war of my flesh and of the spirit. There's, there's a war within me. I want to follow God, but I continue to do the things that I, that I don't want to do. And this is his call. This is his plea to God in desperation. Wretched man that I am, who will deliver me from this body of death? This is what he says. Thanks be to God through Jesus Christ our Lord. If you find yourself coming into 2023 struggling with a sin that just continues to, to rear its head, I, I encourage you to call out. Acknowledge your sin. He is faithful and just to forgive you of all your sin and to cleanse you from all unrighteousness. Wretched man that I am, who will deliver me from this body of death? Thanks be to God through Jesus Christ our Lord. Call out today. Our needs are great, and we are a dependent people. We are, are dependent. We are helpless apart from God. Jesus is very clear in John 15, where he tells us apart from him, we can do nothing. He uses that, that vine and branch imagery, right? I am the branch, you are. I am the vine, you are the branch. That's what he says. You can't do anything apart from me. Do you see your dependence? Have you acknowledged that dependence? When we truly see our sin and our dependence upon this God, we will run to him in prayer. And then third, why do we pray? Because God hears our prayers and answers. This is assurance. God hears our prayer and acts. If we were to go through and do a survey of the scriptures, we would see how God acts on behalf of his people when they pray. It, it happens throughout the scriptures. We see Hannah calling out to God for a child. God hears and acts. We see the book of Judges. The people acknowledge their sin. They're in captivity. And they call out to God and God delivers them. God acts. We see Nehemiah crying out for his people. And God acts. I'm reading a book right now on revival. And revivalism. Uh, from, the, from really the 1700s to present. And it seems as if in the first and second great awakenings in America, in our country, where people cried out to God to save, God acted. Thousands came to faith. History, scripture bears witness that God hears and acts when his people pray. Is it a mystery? Yes, it's a mystery. How in God's sovereignty and providence and divine foreknowledge, how do, how do our prayers impact that? I'm not sure. <laughs> but they seem to, to, to do something. Seem to do something. The reason this is made possible, and I, I think the reason he acts, 
is because when we set our hearts on the things of God, God delights in answering those prayers. When we delight in God, he gives us the desires of our hearts because they're aligned with his heart. They're aligned with his will, with his desire. And God's will and desire are crystal clear in the scriptures. Crystal clear. He desires, this is his desire. This is his heart. He desires that every tribe, tongue, people, and nation would worship him. He desires that all would come to repentance. This should direct our prayers. And we can be confident that he hears and answers. Let us be devoted to prayer. Yes, because it's commanded in the Bible. Our need is great, and we can be confident that God hears and answers. So why? That's why. Now how? How do we pray? If you were to read 20 books on prayer, you would see different ways of praying. There's a multitude of ways to pray, right? I'm sure you've heard of ACTS, A-C-T-S, right? Adoration, confession, thanksgiving, supplication. That's one way. There's other ways as well. There'll be a way put out tomorrow. Somebody else will come up with something. So I don't really want to give us a, like an acronym or something like that. I'm not going to do that. You can go find one that, that fits you. But I do want to give us a, some helpful characteristics of how to pray. How do we pray? First, we pray biblically. We pray according to the word. That's why we need to be people of the word. And next week we're going to talk about that. Being devoted to the word. This past summer, several of our men in here, we read a book together called Praying the Bible by Donald Whitney. And this is what he argues. And this may be true of your life. I know it's been true of my life. He argues that many people become bored with prayer because when we pray, we say the same old thing about the same old thing. Right? We say the same thing the same way. And it gets boring. It grows dull and therefore we give up quickly. Right? After 20 seconds, we're like, all right, I'm done. Maybe we'll make it a minute. But his solution, and this is what I love, his solution to the problem is to pray through the Bible. Right? Just pray through the Bible. Pick a psalm. Pick a prayer of Paul. And just pray through it. The Bible is a great place to model our prayers after. Because it is inspired. It is God-breathed. And we know we can't go wrong praying this. Right? It's, a, it's, it's aligned with his will, his desires, his heart. This will assure us that we are praying in line with God's will and heart. We also pray humbly. Yes, earlier we saw our great need. We come to the Father as children who have nothing to offer, yet we are accepted. Throughout the scriptures, we see God rejecting the proud, but giving grace to the humble. When we approach our Father as, as children, as those who are adopted, yes, we can come confidently because of the finished work of Christ, but we also come humbly, knowing that we are great sinners that have been redeemed. Jesus modeled this in his life. The God-man, the Word becoming flesh, he humbled himself to the point of death on the cross. He humbled himself to the will of the Father. This was in the garden. Take it away from me. Not my will, but your will be done. We see this. He aligned his life with the will of the Father. 
He humbled himself to the will of the Father. In the Psalms, if you were to read through the Psalms of David, David comes confidently to the Lord because he, he knows the Lord. He knows he doesn't change, but he comes humbly because he knows of his sin. Against you, you only have I sinned. He said, cleanse me. Give me a new heart. He's praying to the king of the universe. As we approach the king of the universe, we come humbly. We want to we be aligned with the scriptures. But what we've seen from Romans 12 and throughout several other verses, we pray constantly. We pray constantly. These little, these little breath prayers, they're good. You see a sunrise, God, thank you. Thank you, Lord. You see a friend, God, I give you praise for my friend. You see the, the guy on the, on the corner begging. Praise the Lord. There's so many things that can trigger prayers in our life. We just have to get in rhythm. We have to put those things in place. We're exhorted by Paul in several of his letters to be constant and continuous in prayer. When Paul greets the churches in several of his letters, he tells them, hey, I've been praying for you. Every time I remember you, I pray for you. The idea from, from Romans 12 that we've already seen, it, it means constant, faithful, devoted to prayer. A great way to begin this is having a time set aside each day to pray. What this looks like in my life, personally, is when I sit down in the morning, most of the time, not all the time, most of the time before the kids come downstairs, I open up my Bible, and I'll, I'll, I'll read, and then I'll pray. I'll read, and then I'll pray. And I'm, I'm just praying through the scriptures. And as things get triggered in my mind, I pray through, I pray through that. Right? This morning, I started, I started studying Philippians 1, 1 and 2 in my quiet time. Paul calls himself a servant. He says, Paul and Timothy, servants of Christ Jesus. I pray, Lord, would you help me be a servant? God, help me here. I, I want to do this. I want to serve. And then, he, and then he ends that greeting with, with grace and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Right? I, pr I pray, Lord, Lord, I need your grace and peace today. I need you to pour that out on me. I'm, I'm dependent on you. What does this look like in your life? I set aside time throughout the day to pray. I, I try to pray in the car if I'm not listening to a podcast or a book. Right? I try to pray with the, with the boys and, and with Christy at night before they go to bed. When I wake up, I've, I found myself in the middle of the night. Like when I wake up, I, I, try, to, I try to remember, hey, pray. Pray. What's, what's causing me to wake up? Let's just pray. What are ways you can model this in your life? So yes, we pray biblically, we pray humbly, we pray constantly, and then we pray dependently. Knowing our great need causes us to walk daily in dependence upon God. We are a needy, dependent people. From our birth to the grave, we are in great need. Many reject this idea in our culture and they try to live independent lives, but the scriptures are clear. Mankind is, is desperate for God. I want you to just think about the brokenness in your life. It might not affect, it might not, it might not be in your marriage or in your life individually, but think about your friends, think about your family, think about the needs around you. Man, that should drive us to be dependent upon the Lord. Drive us to be dependent as we walk about each day. As we as we close out our time, I, I call. 
Eric and Anna back up to, to lead us in this final song. Pray that we would be a people devoted to prayer. J.D. Payne in, in his church planning manual, this is what he says. The battle is intense. Therefore, an upright life that includes speaking and listening to the commanding general is necessary. It's necessary. Why? Necessary for the multiplication of disciples, leaders, and churches throughout the world. Constant communication with the commanding general. Constant communication with him. As we go into this new year, I want to share just a few dreams with you. We're going to go through these fairly quickly. That can only be accomplished through us being a people devoted to prayer. And they're broken up among, with our vision, multiply disciples, leaders, and churches. As we were, as we were thinking about this, new, this, this year, 2023, we want to challenge you, we want to challenge ourselves to be intentional with sharing the gospel. We're, we're dreaming. We're dreaming that we'll have a thousand gospel conversations this year. A thousand gospel conversations. Not just, not just from the people in here, but also from teams coming from outside, from our churches that, are, that we partner with. We're praying, this is a big one, guys. We're praying that God would save, bring salvation to 50 people this year through relationships we have. We don't save. God saves. We've got to plead with him on behalf of those people around us that he would save. We want to see, we want to see more small groups. Like, we're going to have to have more small groups if we see people come to know Jesus. We've got to have more. We want to, we want to see six. We want to multiply leaders. We want to see three deacons raised up this year. We have some needs. There's some needs in our congregation that, that deacons can meet. Let us pray. Generation link. Right? We want to continue to raise up leaders who are going to go, who are going to be the next church planners, who are going to be the next missionaries. We're praying that God would, God would provide four generation link residents that can come on staff with us and be trained in the local church. The last one is multiplying churches. Yes, it's been, a, it's been incredible to have the kitchen family with us, but we got to send them. And they're going next week, right? Like, we're sending them. We want, we're praying. We're praying that God would raise up another church planner, that God would bring a, another church planner to us, either from within or from without. We want another church planner because we want to continue to do this. We want to multiply churches. This is our hope and prayer. This is what we want to see happen. Pray that all of this would be to his glory. Not because King's Church is doing something right, but for his glory and for his kingdom expansion. That's our hope. Let me pray. Father, we, we give you praise. God, may we be a people devoted to prayer. May we be a people who cry out to you because we are needy. And you alone can answer this. We pray all this in Christ's name. Amen.